Welcome back to Laundry, Yard Work, and Jesus. Uh, I'm Pastor Joe. And I'm Pastor Josh. And we have our very first special guest. This is big. This is really big. I, think of how far we've come. We've come so far. I know. So, like seven episodes. I, it might as A well be 7,000 at this point. Let's be real. Pros. We did not just spend three hours figuring out how mics work because Chris is out of town. That's right. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> did not It's happen. okay. But anyway... But Our, we got here. That's we, what matters. We got here, That's and right. we brought a friend with us. And we brought a friend. We brought Pastor Corey with us. How are you guys today? Oh, doing great. Just We're even better that you're here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nice here in this uh, closed studio. Yeah. Real close to each other. Real yeah. close to each other. The kind of setting you just love, just love right? It. Thrive on. But it's at good. least you've had us this nice table, so yeah. that things are spaced out nicely. And I promise there are no hugs in the studio. We are thankful for that. We do not hug. We do not hug. So um, thanks for joining us. Yeah, of course. Thanks for asking me to be here. Uh, how's your day been? Good. Day's been good. Yeah. Good. Sick kids, but it's all good still. Kids are my, my kids have been sick for about five months now. Yeah. Just kind of off and on and everywhere. I don't know if like our immune systems are weaker just because of life. Or because of Florida, or if Tennessee is just like testing us just to make sure that we actually belong. Hmm. I've lived here my entire life. It's still testing me. So. It's still testing you? Nice. Yeah, it, it's pretty much miserable yeah. oh, this wow. time of year. Mm-hmm. That, that was not in the sales pitch to get us up here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you don't lead with that one. You don't lead with that one? No. But the mountains are nice. Having a fall is nice. The colors are nice. This is, this is good. This is good. So, uh, Corey, we start off normally with an icebreaker just to kind of get our conversational juices going and flowing and other words that sound weirder the more that I say them. That's true. Uh, or if not, we'll just end up on some hopeless rabbit hole. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Don't do it. I know what <laughs> you're trying the, to do. Come for the parenting and stay with the hopeless rabbit trails. Um, so we, uh, you know, Corey, you got, you got high schoolers. We don't. I do, yeah. I have two high schoolers okay. and a middle schooler and, and then a fifth grader. You've got everything. We pretty much cover the spectrum of school age right now, yeah. You collected them like they were Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah we didn't trade any either. We just, <laughs> we just kept collecting them all. That is awesome. So let me ask you a question real quick. Before we yeah. get, get started, we're chasing one of those rabbit trails. Where like, we didn't talk about this, but like, did you guys have like an ideal family size whenever y'all kind of got started? Uh, so we did, yeah. We always wanted a big family. Uh, I came from a bigger family, not quite as many kids. I was the youngest of three, uh, but for me, I was um, spread out pretty far. I was a pleasant surprise for my parents. Uh, my closest brother is eight years older than I am, Ooh. and so, uh, and then my wife Courtney, she was the oldest of three, and so, um, and her family is all real close together. Uh, three and like three and a half years and so yeah we always said we wanted uh, a big family and um yeah and the lord blessed us with it so yeah that's awesome that's awesome mm-hmm. how about you guys uh we always wanted one um our number was always like we'd hope to have like four kids or so uh-huh. um but it's not how it's kind of panned out and that's okay yeah so yeah yeah we never really talked about it. we've always kind of talked about maybe adopting Mm-hmm. Um, at some point in time. So, of course, you know, we wanted kids, but we didn't. I think three is about kind of where it kind of feels good. We, we thought we were done after two, um, and then we weren't. 
and that's worked out great. Um, it's, it's worked out well so far. Um, but yeah, families are families are all right. They're okay. Yeah, it's it's a good time. It's a no good, matter the size. Yeah, good. Big, small, medium, whatever. Big, small, medium. So, um, so you got high schoolers, and that got us thinking about our high school years, and. Um, you know, in every teeny movie you've got, you've got your various, you know, you got your different cliques and you got your different stereotypes. So my question to you guys is what high school stereotype were you? So I was kind of in the, the bottom rung of the popular kids. I was kind of just barely hanging on and, uh, knew enough of them to be a part of kind of the popular crowd or whatever, played sports, things like that. And so, but I still, uh, I had to work at it pretty hard to stay in that group in high school. And uh, through most of high school I did, and then I kind of got, right before my senior year, I didn't really care anymore and just kind of hung out with my people. So yeah, I was, I was uh, if you think about it in a cast system, I was uh-huh. kind of the bottom end of the, the higher cast. And so <laughs> I was on the fringe either way. I could go uh, either way, and I started to, to go down uh, rather than up. And I, I think I'm glad I did. So <laughs> Nice. Nice. How about you, Josh? Um, I always have to preface this by saying I went to a private Christian school. Sure. Um, I think we had 400 kids <coughs> in the school <coughs> altogether. So uh, the popular kids, the those categories didn't always fit well just because of where we were at. It's a relative thing. It, it is right? a very relative thing. Um but I would probably say I was the good kid who hung out with the questionable kids. I had really found a groove in giving them all the ideas to do uh-huh. and letting them get in trouble for it. And I'd just kind of be there watching on the outside. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's what I want anyone else to do, Mastermind. like my kids. Yeah, but right? Yeah. So I had a lot of fun with it. Good. Yeah. That's good. Um, so I went to an even smaller school. I was homeschooled. So I was. I Were was, you the popular kid at homeschool? No, I really wasn't. <laughs> I really wasn't. So not only was I homeschooled, but in my high school years, we were on our military base in England. Those were my, my, my British years. And there were only like 20 kids close to my age range, you know, middle school to high school on the entire base. So it's not just that, like, there was nobody at my school. There was just nobody. There was just nobody, period. We were outnumbered by sheep, like five to one. Um, and so what I ended up doing was I really, really wanted to be a grunge kid. And so I wouldn't say that I was a grunge kid. I would say what a sheltered homeschool. And I'm not saying all homeschoolers are sheltered, but I was. And what that idea of... Of what a a grunge uh, person was like and what they did. A lot of sitting in the corners, a lot mm. of manufactured angst, a lot of so many ruined pairs of jeans, like cutoffs and things like that. Um, wanted everything to be as black as possible. Not quite gothy, just general like you know, you know, a Pearl Jam album cover come to life. In my idea was. That was what I was trying to do. I, I was so cool, guys. You wouldn't even understand. It's very cool. <laughs> right? Are you all right, Josh? I'm good. Just yeah, just keep going. <laughs> are the, you the, sure? The mental pictures are know, almost yes. too much. <laughs> it was fantastic. Well, then I moved on to my Rage Against the Machine years, and that was even better. It was fantastic. 
That is fantastic. So in comparison with you guys, I graduated with more people than Josh, you went to high school with. My graduating class was like 475 people. And in fact, I just found out uh, one of our interns here at the church, uh, his dad and myself, we graduated high school together and had no idea. Hmm. Uh, Just found that out uh, just by talking to each other last week. Uh, he was like, "Yeah, my dad went to your high went to this high school, graduated '96." So I went to that high school and graduated '96, and we still don't know each other. Wait, right. did you say you graduated with 400? And yeah, about 470 something. So how many right? people were in your school? Oh, about 2,200, 2,300. So your school was twice as big as our entire military base that we were. Yeah, there's only, like, there only like 1,200 people on the entire base. Yeah, it was a a big school. It, it was even bigger. Like when I first started high school. Uh, I think my freshman class was somewhere in the 600s, and then they rezoned and said, you know, tried to make them a little bit smaller. But yeah, big class. Didn't know a lot of people, and so yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Meanwhile, I graduated with a group of 46, and it was the largest in school history. And I think 15 of those were international students. Oh, nice. mm -hmm. I graduated with a group of one. (laughs) You did graduate. Top of your class. Did I graduate? Yeah. Let's hey, this is recorded. Let's not, <laughs> let's not. I've got, I've got, uh, I've got some diplomas on the wall that says that I graduated enough. So that is, that'll work, that'll work. GED is good for me. Let's do this. So, so anyway, so this is a technically a parenting podcast, and so um, we've been talking about family worship. We've been talking about trying to lead our families um, in habits that focus our families on Jesus and not doing it perfectly, you know, but, but trying uh, each day and each week to try to point our families in the right direction and kind of keep us on track. So um, we've kind of shared our background, which is to say um, the lack of examples that we had kind of growing mm-hmm. up um, and how we've kind of struggled with that and trying to, how to learn how to try to do this. Um, and some of the things that we do with our family. So, uh, Corey, did you, in your upbringing, did you have anybody kind of model what it meant for there to be like a spiritual walk with God? Or, yeah, uh, I grew. I mean, I grew up in church. My mom worked in the preschool at our church. She was still a very faithful believer. Uh, my dad was a, a wonderful man. Uh, love the Lord. Wasn't one of those that's going to, he wasn't very outspoken on anything. Uh, he's a very quiet, kind of behind the scenes person. Um, my mom was one of those, if you woke up early, you're going to catch her at the kitchen table with her cup of coffee, uh, doing her, uh, her reading in the Bible and, and devotion time. And so that was kind of the example we had. Was It was an importance, um, but there wasn't like a set out, this is what we're going to do as a family. This is what you do. Um, it was just kind of, it was her, this is what I do. And uh, if you got up early enough to catch her doing it, um, you, you'd you see that example. But there was never a whole lot of encouragement to do it. Uh, again, you know, went to a larger high school, lived in a larger area. Uh, I had, our youth group was, uh, by the time I was in high school, uh, we would, you know, we'd take three, four hundred kids to camp. And so it was a large youth group with lots of um Examples and lots of leadership. Uh, you know, probably my one of my deepest spiritual examples was one of my uh, Sunday school teachers from high school, uh, and he he would disciple us. We had Saturday morning Bible studies with him, different things like that. So he modeled enough of that for us. Uh, but no, like at home, there wasn't. It wasn't that we were like anti. It's sure. just I'm not sure. Uh, 
that it was as big of an issue for us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think as as culture cha- has changed and and the world around us has changed, we've seen as parents, as believers, the higher need. You know, we, we need to be focusing on this a little bit more. Uh, before, I think it was just, you know, I need to read the Word. I need to get to know the Lord uh, through His Word. And uh, that's an importance. But to have a deeper, more kind of set out family worship, I think, is a bigger need now um, yeah. uh, for where we live. Hmm. Uh, you know, one of the things we've talked about is how it looks different for every family. And how sometimes, you know, that could be like a set time when you're sitting down. But other times it is um, just finding the little opportunities throughout the week to try to just capitalize on those and move them around. So life is busy. Uh, life is really busy. I can only imagine elementary, middle school, high school, um, you and your wife both work. <laughs> you know, life is a very busy busy in your, in your family. So how do you... Um, what kind of groove are you guys in now? Like, how are you, how are you leading your family that yeah. way now? Yeah. So with having uh, high school kids, one of them's a driver. Uh, so my kids are very mobile. They're very involved with uh, extracurricular activities at school, uh, with other ministries outside of our church here. They're very involved here. So yeah, time is is precious. Um, you know, we have uh, Tuesday nights are our night where there's nothing. Um, Nobody has anything planned. Everybody's home by dinner time uh, with work, with practices, things like that. And so, uh, you know, when my kids were younger, we, we did kind of the set out. We would have different programs and we would make sure we were investing in them in, in like a, a more structured way because they were there. We, we, had yeah. them, we had them around. We weren't as busy. Uh, now, that family worship and that discipleship looks completely different for us. Uh, it's more so, you know, how are we navigating relationships in a godly way? How are we uh, pursuing futures in a godly way? And that happens around our dinner table. We're, we've always made a, a large emphasis on eating together um, yeah. as much as we can. Uh, that has become less and less, but it, there's, it's still a priority. Tuesday nights, uh, you know, we're recording this on a Tuesday. Tonight mm-hmm. is, is a dinner night. Um, you know, no, they know not to make plans with friends or things like that after, you know, about six o'clock that we're going to be together. We're going to be at home. And so we, we spend the, you know, time around the table. There's no phones. There's nothing, nothing to distract anyone. That goes for my wife and myself. We put our phones away that during that. The kids know they can't have theirs. And uh, we just spend time with each other. Yeah. And, and again, it's not so much we're sitting there, we're walking through a book, but we're walking with them through uh, navigating, you know, these challenges that they're facing. Um, you know, it's teenagers are facing completely different things than the three of us around this table faced. And, uh, you know, so we're trying to learn with them and, and walk with them. And how, how do we face those? How do we approach those in a godly way? How, how do we um, honor God through the decisions we make, through the relationships we have and things like that? So, hmm. yeah. Very cool. That's good. So it's not always easy to do that. So, like, what are some of the challenges other than... At this point, you've been doing this for a long time. That's Seventeen the, years. That's yeah. not an age joke. I'm just a couple years behind you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, do you still have like, you know, there's always gonna be like off nights and off weeks and yeah. such. Like, do you find that by now it's become such a rhythm that it's maybe a little easier to protect, or as things have gotten busier, it's actually become harder to protect? It's harder. Uh, I mean, because again, with four having four that are all involved with something uh, you know some of them play 
most of them play a sport. Uh, our oldest has has a job, and like I said, they're involved with other things. It's become harder, and so we do have to make a, a higher priority on protecting some time. You know, mm-hmm. there's going to be some weeks where we can't do a Tuesday night. So whenever we can't do that night, we check our uh, all of our kids that have uh, a phone. We have a shared family calendar, and so a lot of times on a Sunday afternoon, uh, we kind of have little family meetings of, uh, you know, we call them staff meetings. Some sometimes <laughs> we're going over the calendar. Uh, you know, what do you have this week? What's going on? And uh, if if there's, you know, if the Tuesday night is taken up, okay, when can we do this? Uh, yeah. When when can we get together? When are we going to sit down? Um, you know, like uh, just to make sure that we're we're still investing in our kids. We still. We like being around them. We we yeah. want them to be around us, and uh, they're they're fun to be around. And we like when they bring friends over and all that. And so we have to make sure and carve that time out. It's harder. Uh, they're they're very busy, very mobile, and it's all good things. It's not like you know they're not uh, overextending themselves because then sometimes they're at home, but you know they've got three tests the next day. Oh, sure. and they've got stuff, mm-hmm. and um, you know everything's beyond me. I can't help. I just kind of say you know what can I do to. To, to equip you, you know, do you need a yeah. computer? Because I can get that. I, you know, I don't know your math that you're doing, but I can right. help you with that. So. I can find you a website. Right, exactly. You know, That's right. YouTube videos are yeah, great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So with those different ages at home, I think one of the things that we had talked about when we were discussing this, um, how does it just kind of work out with all those different age groups of how you kind of meet each one where they are? Yeah. Um, you know, our high school girls are pretty, they're, they're actually the, they're 22 months apart, but they are, they're almost like twins. Uh, people mm-hmm. mistake them for twins all the time. They're super close. They actually run in kind of the same friend group. And so, you know, for them, and then even our middle school son, uh, it, it's it's a lot easier. The Probably the person that suffers is our youngest daughter, who's in fifth grade. Uh, she kind of gets, you know, to take like the educational, we, we kind of, teach to their level and expect her to kind of come Mm. up where Uh there are times where we kind of have to just pull back and maybe spend some one-on-one time with her remember okay she's not 15 and dealing with this (laughs) she's 10 and and dealing with this you know um and so yeah we do have to make some adjustments a lot of times Mm. it is kind of uh we're 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 discipling to the high school middle school and then having to remember oh wait we've got to help her out we've got to help this 10 year old kind of um, face these these issues she's facing, and it's a different level. It's a different type issue. She's not, you know, thankfully, there's no boys that she's after, and there's not, you know, re- those kind of relationships. That's how do we, Yeah, no, I know. I, <laughs> I check. I, I I stop by all the time, uh, and so you know, there there's you know there's different things she's dealing with. You know, um, you know, good friendships and things like mm. that. And so yeah. we do have to we we catch ourselves periodically of like oh, we need to make sure that we're we're investing in her at her level and, yeah. and leading her towards the things that are important to her. So she's at the school that my wife teaches at. So her and my wife get a lot of time one-on-one and they have this, just this special sweet relationship together. And it's, mm. it's fun to see how that grows. Uh, next year will be a interesting year. It'll be the first time uh, that she hasn't uh, gone to the same school yeah. and mm. ever. She's always been, my wife's taught uh, her whole life. And so she's, uh, it'll be interesting to see how that goes, and then uh, be the first time my wife hasn't taken a kid to school. So they'll all be in the same school. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that sounds fun. It, it sounds fun to me. It, so, it, to me, I'm like, yeah, that'll be great. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't. We'll see how she does in August, and so yeah. Uh, but 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so some words that kind of stuck out to me when you were talking, uh, we've kind of talked about some, is um, you said things like, we have to make sure. We have to take stock. We have to make, you know, we're teaching to this level, we have to involve here. It's hard. You have to, like... One of the things that's there, there's lots of different ways that you can tackle family worship. We've talked a lot about different tools and a lot of different things, but intentionality is absolutely key. Um, if you don't make the effort to pay enough attention to the spiritual life of your family and fight for that and put that level in there, then um, it doesn't sound like it's going to happen at all. Yeah. Like it'll just naturally kind of fall apart and, and drift. Yeah. Um, so, I just started a sentence and I didn't know where I was going to go with it next. I'm just gonna just, there. I'm just gonna own that. I was gonna, I, I was gonna say something and I started. I said so, and then nothing followed. Well, I'll piggyback off of that. Good. Maybe maybe your uh, mental juices will start flowing here in a second. Um, so one of the things that I was introduced to a while back was a book called Shepherding a Child's Heart by the yep. Trips, and I, I really enjoyed it. There's a new book. Um, it's got Parenting by the Gospel or 14 Gospel Principles for Parenting. I'm not sure. It's got a little horse in a rocking chair on the cover. Yeah, that's that's what I remember. Um, but one of my big takeaways from that book, whether he says it in there or not, is as a parent, we kind of go through this process. And I think it's true when it comes to family worship, too, of being someone who enforces the rules to being someone who's more influencing the hearts of our children. Have you seen that to be true in your life? And how does that kind of work out for you? Yeah, we've uh, we have. Yeah, we I mean, there were times where we had to enforce rules enforce kind of uh you know, the disciplines of, of worship and, and Bible study and things like that. And now uh, with with our kids getting older, having a little more freedom, having a little more um, of their own type deal, we, we've, we've seen ourselves where we, you know, they're, they're seeing tons of influencers on, uh, again, I don't know how that's a job to be a social <laughs> media influencer. Uh, I don't recognize it, but they see that. I mean, they, yeah. you know, they'll, they'll bring stuff up and I'm like, well, how do you know about that? And they're like, well, there's this person I follow on Instagram. I'm like, what in the world? But we, so we see that they're being influenced. So we know that we've got to take that role and, and influence, you know, I, if, if I try to say, you have to do this now, this is, this is what you need to do. They're gonna be like, no, I don't need or have to do anything. They're 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 to that age where they can have their own will, and so we're trying to just uh, model things now and mm-hmm. and uh, influence. You know, uh, everything for us now is very conversational. Mm-hmm. Um, my kids are pretty open with us, that which we are very thankful for. Um, you know, and when they aren't, if you know, we've been around them long enough, uh, we can tell when something's up, mm-hmm. um, and so. Uh, they're pretty open, even if they don't want to at first. Uh, then we can um, we we can engage with them, uh, and and have conversations and and hard conversations at time. Uh, but you know, again, yeah, we're 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 past that point. I have seen that where we were we were enforcing things. We were enforcing um, you know uh, different habits and things like that. And now, uh, hopefully, those are built. You know, I, I've I was reading a book one time, or I can't remember if it was a book or heard a talk with a guy named uh, John Acuff, who's a, uh, a speaker. And um, he said something, you know, he, he had a teenager at that time and somebody complimented his teenager and said, you know, they're so polite and so uh, welcoming and things like that. How did you, how did you, uh, 
how do you raise them that way? Or how, how did they get that way? And he said, well, uh, we taught them how to do this when they were five, and they've spent the past uh, 15 years being modeled and practiced it. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, it's one of those things where we try to instill some of these uh, things as to use Tripp's uh, phrase of instruction um, or um, uh, what was the phrase? What's the word? Uh, influence In- over enforce. Enforce. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. try to enforce them at the younger age and then give them time to practice that you know, fail a few times and then hopefully succeed uh, in that influencing of just walking with them and mm-hmm. guiding them through it. So yeah, we've seen that uh, and we're still seeing it. You know, um, you know, we uh, some of our kids, uh, one of our kids had, had an issue over the weekend just with like some friendship stuff. You know, just a bunch of their friends got together and our kid wasn't included. And just they acted out in a certain way at home when we were like, hey, can, can y'all help clean up your rooms? And uh, got really upset about it, and so we got we could tell okay, there's there's something deeper than just you don't feel like cleaning your room. Yeah. None of us feel like cleaning this afternoon, and uh, we, we could see that, and so we were able to you know to walk with with them and say you know the next time you see something like that, maybe talk to them and and have conversations about hey, I'd love to hang out with all of you guys too if y'all ever get together again type thing. So yeah, yeah we kind of we kind of see that happening again. It's all it's it's become very conversational. Um, and it's not always conversations I want to have. You know, having two sure. teenage daughters, uh, the topics of boys have been the topic of our house and and dating and different things like that. And uh, I don't like having those conversations, but we're having them. And yeah. so now, you know, it's, my wife told me years ago, I was like, no, they won't date. I, don't, I won't let them. And she's like, listen, you can either be 100% against it and they do it behind your back or you can get on, get on board with it and help model healthy relationships. I was like... You know, again, <laughs> I wanted to be right and I was wrong. And uh, so now, yeah, that's those are conversations we have. They're hard. I don't like them, but we've got to have them. So. And I don't think um, the fact that they will open up to you and talk to you about it speaks to me about how um, you were probably just a great dad for them growing up. I you tried. Know, you know, I mean, of course, I mean, <laughs> we, we do, but not every... Um, you know, like I couldn't fathom having any sort of conversation that went, you know, deeper than skin level with my dad. Yeah. We just yeah. didn't have that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we, we, we generally would get along, but there wasn't that relationship built into whenever we were younger. It was all about just trying to maintain a certain level of behavior and mm-hmm. getting away. And, uh, and so being able to, now that you have invested relationally when they were smaller, they're opening up to you now, and you might not be wanting to have those conversations, but you get to. You have yeah. the chance to influence them. Yeah. Now. I'd rather have them with me than someone else. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so looking back, you know, you still have several years of parenting left ahead of you in the home. Of course, you're a lifelong parent. Yeah. But if you could give a, a word of advice to let's say some folks who had second and third graders yes who may be in the room that's right something that you wish you you know you knew when you were in our shoes that you didn't learn until a little bit later what would it be um i guess when it comes to just parenting maybe not so much as on the uh the spiritual level of it all but the things that you know i look back at things that we got really I don't want to say upset with, but maybe we're hard and frustrating. Looking back on it now, uh, having a junior and senior, uh, I look back on it and go, 
that wasn't that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. You know, we I, I made mm-hmm. it a huge deal, and I, that bothered me, and it was one of those things. But it really wasn't. You know, a lot of, you know, the things that seem hard, you know, it's kind of, <coughs> you remember back to when we all had, like, infants. Yeah. You, you quickly forget that infant stage uh, until then you have another one, and you're like, oh, wow, this was hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I look back on it and go, you know, that, that was difficult, but it, it was a drop in the bucket. You know, there's the, it's, it feels like the, the things you deal with kind of compound and, and become bigger and bigger. Uh, and so, you know, now we're, we're staring down the barrel of college and things like that. And uh, I get our kids, uh, two of our kids get letters weekly from different schools and I'm like uh, that you're not going there because that's way too far away and <laughs> I want you to I don't want you to necessarily live at home but I want to be able to come see you if I want to uh, and, and so uh, you know it's I, I would probably just say you know the things and again you know there were many times where we set out to have this great plan of family uh, discipleship and sure. worship and we failed miserably um, and uh, and and we would kind of beat ourselves up of like you know especially here you know um, at our church, we've always uh, put a pretty big emphasis on Advent season, and we used to do a lot of Advent stuff. We would be so good that first week or so of Advent. <laughs> We'd be hanging all the ornaments and doing all the crafts and reading the stories and, and spending time in prayer and worship. And then it was like, oh, wait, there's a Christmas party here. There's this going on. And, and we would just, by New Year's, we would beat ourselves up. of like, oh, I can't believe we did not stick with that. Uh, and, and, you know. My three older kids are are walking with the Lord. They love the Lord. They're involved with ministry, and they are growing in their faith. And I look back and go, okay, we didn't completely mess them up by right. by failing on those family worship times. You know, uh, looking back on it, at the times we were like, oh, we are terrible. You know, I I shouldn't even be serving on a church staff. I can't even <laughs> leave my own kids in devotions. And uh, we look back on it and go, all right, they're you know they're they're doing okay. Um, yeah, uh, and so. Yeah. Turns out God's sovereign. Yeah. Yeah. He can work through, you know, broken vessels like us. And so, yeah. We have said often that we have to embrace grace in this journey. Yeah. And it's good to know you're not perfect because yeah. neither are we. Yeah. And exactly. we have proven that over and over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I have, yeah, four walking examples of it. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Corey, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, we course. are, we had fun. Hope you did. I had a blast. So. Yeah. Would you uh, come back if we invited you again? I'd be happy to come back, yeah. What if I wasn't recording right now? Would you still say that? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay, yeah. good, good. Yeah. See, that's good. Because you guys that's asked good. me to do this a few days ago, and I still showed up. So. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Nothing came up suddenly, and yeah, so it works out. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening again today. Um, I believe this is our last episode in this series. In this series. In this series. We're hoping to come back with a new series in the new year. Yeah. Uh, and so we will be giving some more information about that soon. So be looking for that. Until then, you're always welcome to send us your questions. We are not experts. We are not perfect. But we are all looking to Jesus to develop habits that focus our family on Jesus. Y'all have a great day. And a Merry Christmas. And every other holiday. Happy New Year.